0: Hi and welcome to another episode of Millennialism. My guest this week is Emmy-nominated filmmaker, author, public speaker, and founder of the Webby Awards, Tiffany Shlain. She was recently honored by Newsweek as one of the women shaping the 21st century, and her films and work have received over 80 awards and distinctions, including being selected for the Albert Einstein Foundation's upcoming book, Genius: 100 Visions of the Future. NPR named her UC Berkeley address in 2010 as one of the best commencement speeches ever, and many of her films have premiered at the prestigious Sundance Film Festival. Tiffany is also a world-renowned speaker and has given keynotes at Google, Harvard, NASA, just to name a few, and uh, she was also the closing speaker for Ted Women and Ted Med. I am not quite sure how I got her to join me here on this podcast, but somehow I did, and it was an absolute thrill talking to her about her new book, 24-6, The Power of Unplugging One Day a Week. The book explores our family's decade-long transformative practice of turning off screens one day each week for what they call their technology, Shabbat, the past, present, and future of technology, and the effects our 24-7 world has on individuals, our relationships, and our society. And I cannot recommend this book more highly, so make sure to get your own copy today. Also remember to share and rate this podcast wherever you listen. I release new episodes every Friday, so make sure to subscribe so you never miss anything. All right, without any further ado, enjoy this exclusive interview with the incredible Tiffany Schlein. Uh, welcome to the show, Tiffany. Good to have you.
1: Oh, happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I uh, I just finished your book a couple of weeks ago, Twenty Four Six: The Power of Unplugging One Day a Week, and I just gotta say it's really incredible. So congratulations and all the success with the book.
1: Thank you so much. That means a lot to me.
0: So for the past like year or two years, I've become I think way more mindful of how I use uh, like technology and especially social media. And your book kind of. Um, I don't know, you kind of put the finger on what I've been thinking too and, and you, you give some really helpful advice to people about how they can um, kind of unplug and regain their their own time and their own life in a way.
1: I think it's really an issue that everyone is grappling with right now. I mean, I've just been on book tour and I've spoken to so many different groups, different age groups, different kinds of people, and everyone feels this sense that they're on their screens too much. They feel like they're addicted. They want to figure out some strategy to get their mind back. That's the way I feel.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, even I think, I, I mean, technology and the way we use it now, especially is pretty new. So all of us kind of embrace technology with open arms. But now I think all of us are kind of learning of how to actually use it in a way that doesn't affect our mental health or that doesn't prevent us from just living our normal lives outside of technology.
1: Yes, yes, I agree.
0: So I'm before I called you just now. I I uh, I made a quick search on Google for your name, and it gave me two hundred and eighty thousand hits. A little bit more than that, actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's um,
1: never done that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I mean, obviously, I've looked through all the amazing accomplishments over your like career and everything, and I've read about you. But how would you describe yourself in, in a non Google way? <laughs>
1: I'm usually always wrestling with some question and there's a lot of different outputs for that. It could be a film, a talk, an art project, and now it's a book. But I'm generally wrestling with the same question and the question is when does technology amplify who we are as humans and when does it amputate who we are as humans? And I think you could look back on my whole career, starting with the Webby Awards, which I really felt like it was amplifying who we were as humans in the early days. And the business model really changed to really addict us and try to manipulate us. And I feel like that is amputating us. (laughs) But there's still so much I love about tech. Um, So I think it's really the ultimate quality of being human is to wrestle and question and figure out what parts are great and what parts we need to evolve past. Um, so that's kind of a long-winded answer, but <laughs> if I were to meet you at a, at a dinner party, I would probably, depending on who I was talking to, I might, I might say I'm a filmmaker. Now I mm. might say I'm a, mm. write, a writer. Uh, and sometimes I might say I'm a mom. Who knows who I'm talking to? Um, but I, you know, I, I run a film studio in San Francisco and I founded the Webby Awards in my 20s and ran that for nearly a decade. And now my film studio makes a lot of films and experiments with um, the web and live events and film to talk about important issues.
0: Yeah, I've been trying, I've been talking about, about this interview with friends and family for a long time because I've been super excited about it. And uh, it's been kind of hard to... Describe you in a you know in just a few sentences because it seems like you're doing everything and you're doing everything Everything so well and you're receiving awards for everything that you do. So it's really cool to have you on Uh, I want to get in and and talk about the book more Um, So first of all just what inspired you to to write this book?
1: Well, I think you know, we've been my family and I for a decade now turn off screens one day a week and the the longer we've done that practice and our kids now are 16 and 10 and, and my husband's a professor of robotics and an artist I he's very engaged in technology too so we're not anti-tech in any way but the, it's brought such a transformation into our lives to take this full 24 hours every week to unplug and exist without screens and the mm-hmm. longer that we've done it the more crazy it feels like everyone has become staring at their screens all the time so it felt It suddenly felt urgent a couple years ago, like, wow, I I do this very simple free practice that's really thousands of years old, the concept of Shabbat, a day of rest, but just really updated for our modern times. And it's brought such joy back to my life and balance and intentionality around tech. I have to share this. (laughs) And the book, you know, the book is part memoir because I have spent my career looking at technology Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it's part really practical advice on how to bring this into your life and things to do the other six days to bring more balance back. But then I also have a lot of proposals for the tech industry and for society around this 24 seven culture we've created where we're available to everyone and everything all the time, which I don't think is a healthy way to exist.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think
1: it's healthy to, for yeah. reflection or long-term thinking or authentic connection. So, um, it is really those different components that, I felt like needed to come out. And of course, it's a book now, but we're also working on these short films that go with it and do something that I'm calling Spoken Cinema, where I do a live narration of all these issues with images playing behind me. So again, it's the central ideas I'm wrestling with, but it felt like a book would spread through the public consciousness in an interesting way, and it really has. It reaches a completely different mass audience than my films do Mm -hmm. and that's been exciting because a book is just different you know people carry around a book they hand a book to someone else they spend 12 hours with it so it's a very intimate and different experience and now everyone's writing to me like you I was so happy to connect with you and so many people that have finished it now are writing to me and saying how much it's changed their lives and brought more balance back and that means so much to me if if uh, something that has worked for me and my family, I can share it with others to kind of bring it into their lives.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've it's been very useful for myself just to get some tools about how to deal with all these things. And uh, I don't know, it's been cool to just read about your thoughts on it, and and that it's something that you've kind of wrestled with as well. And especially because we're so dependent on technology, um, like we we have to use it. I mean, most people, but um, Use it more mindfully, I suppose. Yeah. So, how do you typically spend your tech-free day every week?
1: Oh, uh, it's my favorite day of the week. I'm already looking forward to it tomorrow night because I've had such a busy <laughs> period. But it always starts with a big meal with family and friends, and you know, sometimes it's at our house. We're going to really good family friends tomorrow night, and we're not. The phone's not a part of it, and I'll tell you, the conversation flows in such a different way a lot more laughter, a lot more connecting when people don't have that thing on the table or buzzing in their pockets or people constantly pulling out their phone to show you an image or a picture. It's just like when you remove that from the equation, the meal is so much more fun. So that's always like my favorite meal of the week, my favorite night of the week. And then Friday night, I sleep the best of the whole week because I'm just so much more relaxed and you don't realize how much stress. There's so much in your phone. There's good things, but there's also stressful things and it's such a mishmash of so much stuff. So I sleep incredibly well, so I'm always in a great mood on Saturday. And Saturday I do you know, a lot of journaling in the morning before my kids wake up, and then my husband and I, sometimes we'll save things to talk about for Saturday when we're not distracted. And on <laughs> Saturday we do things that I think we all wish we had more time to do. We read, we cook, we nap, sometimes we do nothing we do our projects, we bike, we hang out. And it's just an incredible day. And because no one's trying to get someone off a screen. Yeah, it is incredible. But I talk about in the book, I don't know uh, if you have a family, but also for if you have kids, if you don't have kids, whatever age you are, I think for everyone, it's good to remember how to exist without the whole world coming at you and you being able to reach the whole world every second. Like it's it's good to just give yourself space to think on your own, a thought that isn't influenced by so many other thoughts. And, you know, there's enough going on in your brain already to just give yourself some space for inner thought and silence and reflection is very needed and valued, uh, valuable and not really happening anymore because the minute anyone gets a second, they just turn their wrist and look at their phone. And it's become such a habit that we really leave no room for just thinking or being. And that's, you know, every great wisdom practice from the beginning of time talks about the value of giving yourself space to think and get outside of yourself and not be so, we're so connected now, you can't even, you need to detach from the network to understand and get that kind of perspective that we're missing.
0: Yeah, for sure. I don't know if you're planning on extending your book tour and go back to my home country, Sweden, but I think the book would sell very well there. Because um, every, every year they vote like the, the this year's best Christmas gift and uh, actually my uncle's company won like the best Christmas gift in Sweden this year. It's kind of like a box where you put, it says just says phones on the box and it's you're supposed to like put it in your house and when you get into the house you just leave your phone there. and I think a lot of like companies use it, and I know my mom's a teacher. She uses it at school. Like every all of our students has to leave uh, their phones in the box, the phone box. Oh, will, and, you, uh,
1: s- will you send me? Uh, will you send me the link to the box? I want to see it. <laughs> I will.
0: I will. It's a very simple box. It's it just says phones on it, but I'll send you the link after this.
1: Well, I've been um, thinking. I've- for some wooden boxes because I actually don't even want to see anything like I have stuff that you connect wires to but I don't want to see the wires I don't want to see anything yeah. I want to create visual cleanliness but I would love to go to Sweden I've never been to Sweden so I would love to go on book tour in Sweden yeah
0: I, <laughs> I, I think you'd like it um, but what in your own experience has been the greatest benefit of tech Shabbat so far
1: Oh my goodness. There's so many. That's why, again, I felt like I had to read the book. There's, There was so many benefits. Okay. But the first one is I, I just feel so much more connected authentically to myself and my husband and my kids on Tech Shabbat and my, whoever comes over for dinner. I just feel so deep and pure and rich and undistracted. That would be number one. Number two is I feel much more creative and I'm a filmmaker. So I'm always trying to do things that put me in a creative state and I feel incredibly creative on Saturday. And I'm just mm-hmm. thinking and I'm just daydreaming and there's so much research. I've even made a film called A Case for Dreaming that explores why you feel creative when you just daydream or wash the dishes or go for a runner. You need to put your mind in that mode to have your mind make new links. But then the next day I feel very productive on Sunday because I've really given myself a full day of rest. Um, And I sleep better and I laugh more. I mean, I don't know what more you need to start doing (laughs) something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's all good. I I think one reason why a lot of people don't want to take a day off technology is because they think like, ah, I got to be productive. But I think, you know, if you do take that time off and let your mind rest the time that you actually spend working, you're probably going to be way more productive anyway. So I don't think you lose anything from taking a day off. I couldn't
1: agree more. I mean, I think that's... That's this 24-7 culture we've created where you have to be on and available to everyone and everything all the time. But we don't realize that's not a productive strategy. If you truly give yourself a day of rest, you'll be so much more productive. So anyone listening, um, you know, because doing Tech Shabbat and bringing it into your life is getting, you know, having a friend or a partner do it with you is very fun. Convincing (laughs) your your boss – not going to be available for one day a week but the way you position that is you know i need to take a day where i'm not online because i'm just going to feel so much more recharged and productive and be better able to contribute to your company or the world like i think it's a positioning to yourself and to the people around you because being productive and we're, we're like monetizing and optimizing every frigging second and we're listening to a podcast and we're walking from a to b and we're calling and we're doing and we're thinking and we're being and it's like you need to give your mind a break and there's so much research around this. They say even that it's good to have two hours of silence a day just to regenerate the hippocampus. And, um, I think about that cause I, you know, will listen to music, call my friends, listen to a podcast. And now I just try to go, just be silent, just mm-hmm. take a shower in silence. That's really good for your brain. And uh, I've made a lot of films about the brain and I, I'm always trying to support the brain's process. And I, <sighs> You know, I'm a mother, and when we had, uh, my husband and I had ba- our daughters, and when they were babies, they used to always say, don't overstimulate the baby. Like, if you're in a loud party, like, take the baby away from the overstimulation. And I think right now we are all overstimulated all the time. <laughs> we need yeah. to take ourselves out of the overstimulated 24-7 world for a day a week and just feel what that feels like, because it feels delicious, delightful, rebalancing refreshing recharging it's like we've forgotten what that feels like and our kids you know we have a 16 year old and a 10 year old and they love it too and i was i was so happy when you reached out because you're like i'm a millennial and you know all the different age groups that i speak to on book tour everyone most people are all feeling this
0: feeling um <laughs> like you like you write in the book and i, I talked a little about it, about it earlier as well A lot of people make up, I mean, sometimes justifiable excuses for always being online and never taking the necessary time to just recharge and just be, I guess. Um, What is one thing you would tell those people?
1: Yeah, I think when I was younger, I would have felt that way too. When I was just starting the Webby Awards, I had to work all the time and prove myself and put in all that extra time. Now, I'm all for doing above and beyond what is called for. But I think if you really look at yourself and say you will be more productive, more creative, more valuable to create if you give yourself a true day of rest, then then you'll look at it differently. Instead of just running yourself 24-7, that living 24-6, and you can take that day off any day of the week, whatever works best with your schedule, but really – creating a boundary and a sanctuary around a day. And you're like, I'm not going to look at the screen. I'm going to do everything but not look at that screen that I enjoy because it's not like something's being taken away. It's you need to replace it with things that you really wish you had more time to do. And I think everyone feels like like they used to read more. They used to paint more. They used to write more. They used to garden more. The screens are so alluring. It's hard to do anything but just stare at screens. (laughs) And so... Um, pull yourself, have the courage to understand that taking a day of rest is a 3,000-year-old practice. Almost every culture has it baked into living a good life and for for some reason it is completely almost evaporated from our society and we need to bring it back. And when you feel as good as I feel from doing it for 10 years, where it's every week I get this day to rebalance myself and to think differently it's the most glorious thing and it's really life-changing and, and that's ultimately why I had to write the book.
0: Yeah. One thing I really loved about the book is that it comes across as more of a like this really works for me and it might be something for you too rather than a must do, which I think a lot of other like self-help books does. Um, yeah. But how do you think like, cause I'm, I'm convinced of uh, that this is like a great thing to do obviously, but how can I, I, th- I guess, like, persuade more people to give uh, Tech Shabbat a shot, or at least influence them to be more mindful about how they use technology and maybe minimize screen time in general.
1: Mm. Well, we have um, the nonprofit that um, I have here in San Francisco called Let It Ripple. Uh, we have a lot of research that shows the why and challenges. So, I guess, I would anyone you're talking to, I would say to go to both you know, 24, six life.com and that's 24 and then sixlife.com. Um, They can get the book there and they can see some short films that I've made around this issue. And then our nonprofit, if they go to characterday.org, um we have a lot of, we have a weekly challenge where you can kind of work up to it, do like mini challenges each week. Like for one week, don't look at your phone for 15 to 30 minutes when you wake up, don't have it at meals. And like, the next week is like take a walk for 30 minutes without your phone, just like working yourself up to a tech Shabbat. But some people are want to jump right in and just try it. And I've had a lot of people that have read the book and now they're on, you know, they're doing multiple weeks of tech Shabbat and it's feeling so good. So I think going to my website and, and my nonprofit um, characterday.org or 24, life.com, there'll be a lot of material there to engage with on the why and the how and all the research on why this is so important to bring some balance back.
0: Perfect. That's amazing. I feel like there's so much I would like to talk to you about, like not just the book but you've done so much and and you're really someone I look up to but I know you're on a tight schedule because of this book and everything else going on in your life. So, um, I just want to give you a few minutes here to let people know where they can find you find more, up, yeah. find out more about you and like where they can buy the book and everything like that?
1: Sure. Um, I'm on Twitter a lot and Instagram lately for the book. And my handle is just at Tiffany Schlain without a C in the last name. So just Tiffany and then S-H-L-A-I-N. Um, and then going to our book website, 246SIXLife.com. We also have a Facebook group called 246 Living that a lot of people are joining. And then if they want to try the weekly challenges, they can go to characterday.org. And yeah, wait, where are you based, Adam? Because I am on book tour. Maybe we can meet somewhere.
0: I'm in Philly right now.
1: Okay. I will definitely be coming to Philadelphia because I just got invited to do something there. So we will definitely meet in person.
2: Perfect. (laughs) Oh, and if people want to... I love that.
1: love that too. And you know, I am on book tour. So if you go to 246life.com... And click on book tour. I'm traveling around a lot. Um, not during Tech Shabbat or on the weekends, but during the week. So um, <laughs> you can find out my upcoming events there. And I, I do a newsletter called Breakfast at Tiffany's, which I've been doing for like 20 years. That's like films and books and art projects I think people will find interesting. Um, so and there's all the ways you can find me on there. And this was great talking to you. And I I am excited that it's helped you be more intentional around tech and um you know I'm just looking forward to staying in touch with you and hearing how your journey goes. I think sure. You'll feel sure. so much better. You'll feel so much better if you have some space away from it all.
0: Yes, yes. And uh yeah, I couldn't recommend this book more and uh, definitely let me know when you come to Philly because I I need to get my copy signed.
1: Alright, we'll do. Have a great evening, Adam.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye-bye. There's no combination
2: of words I could put on the back of a postcard. No song that I could sing, but I can try for your heart and our dreams, and they are made out of real things Like a shoebox of photographs, with sepia-tone loving Love is the answer, at least, for most of the questions of my heart Like, why are we here, and where do we go, and how come we so hard and It's not always easy, and sometimes life can be deceiving I'll tell you one thing, it's always better when we're together Better when we're together